Up next on Talk is Cheap, this is crazy retro causality. What do we know about time? How does it work? Find out next on Talk is Cheap. Ladies and gentlemen of planet Earth, my name is Pete Hobleib, and I'm coming at you from the Talk is Cheap studios. Uh, joining me tonight uh, on my far right, Dusty Long. How are you all tonight? Dan, or Pete, how are you? Doing well, doing well, sir. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> no, I, <don't> know. <laughs> I, I guess I can bring in the next guy. We got the guy in the middle tonight. Yo, yo, yo. How's it going, our fearless leader? Pretty good. It was a little steamy in here, so I got my short sleeve shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, that's little, actually a first. I always I, wear the blazer. I was going to say, a little break from tradition. I don't see you in a coat. So, oh. well, that's cool. You look sharp. Look like you're in good shape, man. Keep try it up. It. Yeah, I try. Keep it up. Them guns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, uh, you know, there's some things uh, we got to cover, I think, tonight. We do. We got, uh, what do they say? Take out the laundry or something like that? But anyway, Oops. call a number, yeah. folks. Yeah. <laughs> call a number. That is 256-510-5234, 256-510-K2D4. Leave a message. Say hi. We've had some topic suggestions on here. Keep it to one minute or less, and all standard rates apply we do have our interesting call from Ooh, exciting. Amy from Utah, so let's take a listen. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, this is Emmy from Utah. Um, first of all, thanks um, for everything you're doing. It's fantastic. We need to get the information out there, so thank you. Um, there are a couple items that I really, really wanted to know more about, and I can't seem to find too much on it. So, um, you know, the Mandela effect, um, apparently we all learned, and I really do remember from school, uh, that Earth was always on the Sagittarius arm, kind of at the outskirts of the galaxy. And now, if you look at everything, um, apparently we are now on the Orion arm, and we're a lot closer to the middle of the galaxy. And so, I mean, you I definitely just can't find any more info on it. Um, on YouTube, there is a guy called um, Harmony. His name is Byron. He has really good information, but he hasn't really uh, talked a lot about that item. So um, hopefully you can get more information on that. Um, I know that I'm over a minute, but the other two things uh, that you guys should definitely consider is Ashayana Dean. Uh, she talks about sacred geometry and how we are actually using the wrong uh, types, like the flower of life, for example, has been changed just enough that um, any any of those geometries that we're using are actually giving the power over to the Kabbalah and the Illuminati because they have been changed just enough to change their meaning uh, and light workers aren't aware of it or they don't want to listen and so I just couldn't believe it. Uh, definitely look into that. Thanks again. Cheers. All right. Thank you, Amy from Utah. That was interesting. Thank you. And that's why I forgot to turn the music off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it someday. But yeah, yeah right to on. answer her second question first, I looked and looked and now this one was way above my head about this. I know about sacred geometry, but I did, couldn't really find much about it being changed. And a lot of uh, Ashiana Dean's 
schematics of all the sacred geometry is like way over mad. So if any but anybody out there, light workers, whatever, if you guys know about this, they're saying that it's changed just slightly so it doesn't give you that download, I suppose, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't take it for what it is. Amy put it out on the show here, so that's cool, Amy. Yeah. Um First, I heard of it, so I'll definitely want to check that out. That sounds interesting. And real quick comment, I love the lightworkers that call into the show, interact with us. Just positive people, love it, love what they're doing. It's awesome. To answer her next, or her first one, now this is really interesting here, because how do you guys remember the galaxy where we were... We we were supposed to be on the very outskirts outskirts. of the the galaxy. Now, yeah, and Amy (laughs) Wright that we called in... uh, you know, I couldn't tell you if it was the Orion arm or Sagittarius arm. I'm not sure. But I, I always remember that we were way out on the f- far fringes of the galaxy. And we look at this. So where is the Earth in the Milky Way galaxy? Our solar system is at the edge of the spiral arm called the Orion arm and is about two-thirds of the way from the center of our galaxy to the outer edge of the starlight. Earth is the third planet, well, obviously. So I brought up some other pictures uh, this is the, I can use a little bit for people. Let me bring that up. So we got Orion right here. This is where we supposedly are. And then this is a Sagittarius. And I kind of remember it being way out. And if you kind of look at these other pictures, they kind of start jogging. But the other thing you'll notice too is that a lot of these really don't look the same. Some of them got more spirals. Yeah, that, that's, maybe, you know, maybe it's perspective or something. But Well, you know, we have better pictures of the galaxy now, and we've seen, you know, more, I don't know what you want to call it, well, resolution at, or whatever. At, on that one, though, it's, it shows the Sagittarius, on, well, inner, but we'd be out more on the outside of we it. we got to keep in mind, they haven't, you can't send anything out there, so they're basically judging from our spot mm-hmm. out, so it's kind of mind-boggling that way. Yeah, the distances involved are, are uh, nearly impossible to comprehend. So, you know, like this one here, you got Orion over here, which looks really damn close to the center, and then Sagittarius way out here. And now I found Carl Sagan remembers it being on the outside, so let's just take a quick listen to this. And the Milky Way would be this band of light, a hundred billion stars all together. The fact that we live in the outskirts of the galaxy, the fact that we live in the outskirts of the galaxy. Oh, that, yeah, well, you are way out here. The fact that we live in the outskirts of the galaxy. No, <laughs> we would be way out here. Be way out here. Be way out here. Mind blown. I got, I got one more clip to play here. Heavy vaulters. Weirs of the Carina Cygnus. Oh, shit. We humans have evolved of the Carina Cygnus spiral arm. This is our own Milky Way, seen from the outside. This is the home galaxy of the human species. music (laughs) in the obscure backwaters of the Carina Cygnus spiral arm we humans have evolved of the Carina Carina Cygnus Cygnus spiral spiral arm 
winners of the Carina Cygnus spiral arm. Winners of the Carina Cygnus spiral arm. Right? Yeah. Now, is this because we? Oh, of the Carina Sagittarius. So, okay. So he had, he said Cygnus must be a, a similar term. Because when I looked at, I had to look that up too because. Carina Sagittarius arm. We're on the Orion one, actually. But yeah, but you now we it? are. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, it's like what happened. It, does this have to do with the Mandela effect and us switching spots? Is I talk about the new Earth on this show? Did we go to a new Earth and we transported from there? And is that one still out there? Or does that, that get that's blown what up? I thought. Did uh, CERN Hadron Collider destroy our reality and we just bumped to the dimension over? Or it's maybe all we just. Happening. Or maybe we just have uh, a better understanding of our place in the galaxy. Well, that's true, too, because that's you, what they want you to believe, Dusty. You look at all these telescopes get better. Yeah, I get you. I get you. <laughs> you it look at all sense. these I mean, other spots here, and they, they're all yeah. different, these galaxy drawings. And, so. that's, and that's probably more than likely is because, you know, as our telescopes get better, we have a, we have a better understanding of where we are. So that's going to change a little bit. And, uh, you know, those those arms could have been... Simple lines. So, so, find, so find me the NASA release or paper or report that says, "Oh, we made a mistake. We're no longer. We 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 are not in the Sagittarius arm. We're in the Orion spur now." And could it have been so close, like it is here, where they just ended up starting to blend it? Like, oh, they thought that was part of Sagittarius, and now yeah, it's Orion. right with better. Yeah, to Dusty's point, you know, better technology. We clarified. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, that was Amy. That was cool, though. That's awesome. I'm gonna look into that some more. That's what I like so much about our callers. <laughs> they always give me more stuff to to dig into and look at. And yeah, it is great. fun. It yeah. is fun. Yeah, I like the uh, the other you know opportunity to see where other people see things from, yep. get the information from. Oh, geez, uh, you know we got a couple other orders of we business do. to take care of after the phone calls. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, folks. People complain about this, but we're going to talk about we it. Do it's a show. I mean, we we got a show to do, folks. So. Yeah, right. So we we have the giveaway, right? The, the contest. You want to talk about that? This is the last video we're doing before the drawing. The drawing, and we've we've had some suggestions. Okay, for those that don't know, we have gotten complaints in the past about the, our tagline for the show: uh, "Talk is cheap." Where cheap is talk, and talk is cheap. Some people have threatened our personal safety over this tagline. And so we are offering... We are off This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, God, Arnold <laughs> again. <laughs> so this is your opportunity as viewers of the show to offer a better uh, tagline. Now, we've been getting some suggestions in the comments. Wrong. Space Force. Space Force. Space Force. <laughs> nice. Oh, Do you have a buzzer on there? Comment suggestions. We'll... <laughs> Where will not count, will not be considered. Yeah, that's important because we've had people put some in the comments. I thought some of them were pretty good, but we got to let them go because that's part of the rules. Yeah, here, rules so, is rules, yeah. folks. Um, so if you want to put in a suggestion for a new tagline, 256-510-K2D4. Call it, leave a message, keep it under a minute. Now, we've also been having some folks say, hey, keep it the way it is. I think it's great. It took a little getting used to, but now we love it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tip my hand and say whether I think now at this point we should change it to something else or leave it. But we want to hear from you. And if we select your new tagline or your argument to keep it the way it is, you're gonna get a very limited edition. Talk is cheap. Sign. Very it's, limited. It's made out of metal. It's got UV protection on it. You can hang it outside. 
Let all your neighbors know you're a fan. Maybe get some more subs for us. That'd be awesome. But it gets better. You get an autographed sign. Dan. You're going to do the honors? I, I guess I'll start we're it. We're saying the front or the back? Yeah, we're going to we'll sign right, right on the front. The front. Yeah. Yes. So, I, you know, I'll turn it. So when you, re- when you resell this in like 30 or 40 years <laughs> when we're famous uh, – uh, folks that have shown the the the, the world the truth, uh, this will be worth some serious money. Maybe we'll take a, for a ride on our spaceship or something. It's Never. all happening. It's all <laughs> happening. All right, right here, right now. Here we go. Oh, I hit the glory hole right here. <laughs> you know, I didn't practice my signature before this happened, so now I'm kind of worried. Here we go. I just scrawled one on there. There we go. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, yeah, I suppose we shouldn't sign in the sign at all. No, I, tried, I, tried, I tried to keep it in the white area, but you that know, was the first place I was going to sign. <laughs> yeah, my sloppy, sloppy signature. All worth money later on. Look oh, at that. that's awesome. Yeah, that's when you see that, good. folks, and it'll be in your hand. Whoever wins, yeah, it's there. Yep, there it is. All right, and we got Dusty in here tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah we didn't talk about that last show. Dusty was a little MIA for a while, but we got him back. Love it. Thank you, thank you. Hey, glad to see you here. Awesome. So look at that autographed and talk is shipped. Yes, free of charge. Yes, absolutely. We're going to cover shipping costs for you, and I'm going to pack that sucker up between some very sturdy stuff. It's not going to get bent. I dare the postal service to destroy it because we're going to have a package wait, up good. Wait, wait, wait. No, no dare, no dare. Yeah, postal you know service. What? The postal service no. is probably listening. So no, yeah, they can do some wonders. So um, you know. <laughs> um, uh, did I, yeah, yeah, um, you know, yeah. you know. So, uh, yeah, let's hear you. Let's hear what you got because we want to send that out. It'll be great. Uh, the other thing, and this is totally unrelated, because the Talk is Cheap family is close. It's extended, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we had a, a you know. Well, we don't talk a lot about are the people that support us doing this and allow us to uh, come and spend time doing this, do the research time and stuff like that. Um, But you know what? The other day, Dusty and Cassidy were walking through uh, the mall or something or where we're. Oh, it was on Walmart. uh, Walmart. (laughs) And they saw something that they just needed to get for me. And this is a Bigfoot squeeze popper. Let me see. Let me hold it way out there. Squeeze popper. And what it is, I'm going to open it here. We're going to have an unpacking. Un- 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 unboxing. Unboxing. There unboxing. you go. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I like those. So remember, uh, this is a Sasquatch squeeze toy that shoots balls out of its mouth. Um, Not sexual in any way. And remember, don't use other balls or settle for less. Only the best balls will go in this Bigfoot's mouth. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to continue opening. See, I, you know, I didn't bring any tools with me. I'm, Arnold, settle down. I'm getting there. Cocaino. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, yeah, you heard him. Cocaino. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here here we go. We got, we got it, and it's already got a large black ball stuffed in its mouth. Yeah. And no sexual in yeah, yeah. you know. Oh, oh I, I di- you know what, Dusty? I didn't even go there, but I apologize. With both feet. Yes, we yeah, are. <laughs> and so there, I've got four large black balls that came with it. It's a squeeze pop. So here we go. Here's the first one. Let's see. Can we get a oh, wide nice. angle on this? Let's, oh, yeah, let's, yeah. I'm going to go for Dusty here. Oh, oh, no. oh no! All right, we're gonna we're gonna do it again. That was the ball that was preloaded. So maybe it, yeah, let's yeah. put a new ball in. There, there we go. Bad idea. Yeah. Bad <laughs> idea. All right, here we go again. Uh, holy holy shit. shit! Jeez, that's 
That had some serious. It actually almost hit Cassidy. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> actually, Cassidy, why don't you step up and say hi? Let let the internet right. see you. Oh yeah. So this was all because of Cassidy and her keen eye. Thank you. Oh. Hey. Uh, so give awesome. a wave. Say hi, internet. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I'm going to go for Dusty again. <laughs> Cassidy dies <laughs> off, the- off, 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 off camera. Oh, Man. Jesus. Oh. So, yeah, you want to give it a shot? It's pretty fun. I'll try it once. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, go- it gives the pop, though. You know, as it goes. Oh, <laughs> that's good. You can try oh. it again. Give it a- shove it in there far. Give it a good squeeze and Get launch it right fill, at fill that, that sucker. muscle into it, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. gosh! Did you see that? Oh my god! I don't even know where that ended up. Holy cow! Cassie's on top. Oh, that was awesome. That's insane. We that was crazy. Yeah, that's you recall that? I, I, yeah. I can see why little kids shouldn't play with that. He's a man. <laughs> Dan's got some new sound bites. Got you right. Oh, oh the microphone's in space force. Oh, I always got Dan. Oh, I hit awesome. the glory hole right here. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, awesome. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Enough, I guess. Enough fun. But thank you, Cassidy. I appreciate that. Was that. Fun. Yeah. Uh, so we'll load one for the end of the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll give. We'll send off. Yeah, for the send off. There we go. We'll set them here. And have you ever seen a man's blank? <laughs> blank. Okay, we're gonna put that there. I think. Is that, can you see? There we go. There yeah, it looks is. Good. Next to the logo there. His right? mouth is full. Ooh. Whoops, I gotta spin it the other way. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, sorry. All right. We, we give, we give yeah. Pete a toy, and next thing you know, yeah, 30 then, minutes then the, later, he's done playing. Yeah, with the it. show goes to hell, and, and, and nothing gets done. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And for those of you that think that I screw around too much or don't interject enough seriousness in the show, eh, go to hell. I don't care. This is, <laughs> I'm here. It's our I, show, Dan. Yeah, I'm doing it. So you I'm know gonna, why? And you said it best, Pete. Talk is cheap. There you go. Talk is, is cheap, is. and cheap is talk. <laughs> As he says while he drinks a beer. Okay, so tonight's topic was uh, suggested uh, by Lauren, Lauren Hansen. I can't oh, yeah, and Lauren. Lauren has, you know, we keep saying this too, you know, she, uh, Lauren has been one of the... Uh, stalwart viewers of the show, been involved yeah. almost from the beginning, as long as I can remember. I think we've all had some interaction with her, at, you know, yeah. talking through email or whatnot, or even the comments she leaves. I mean, excellent, right. yeah, excellent. You know, um, you know uh, <laughs> so, and, you know. Dan has too much fun with that. I, I think Lauren. I always screw around on your episode. I don't know why that is. Yeah, Bad idea. Bad yeah. idea. Well, because, yeah. you know, because we're easygoing, we like to have fun. So go for it, Dan. Hit them all at once see what happens. <laughs> Okay, hit pause. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. So, anyway, Lauren, which was a unique submission because she re- requested specifically that I look into this and, and talk about it. Right, and yep, yep. You were, no one else could do it. Yeah. This is all for Pete. And when I first started looking into it, I said, what did I do to take Lauren off? Because <laughs> this... You know, and a lot of these things I dig into, there's so many rabbit holes and so many different implications, but this one came with a healthy dose of physics and, and statistics, okay? And uh, Lauren, I've, I'm, I've, I'm college educated. I've taken advanced statistics and advanced physics courses, but that was 20 years ago or more, <laughs> uh, and it was, I could hear my brain getting twisted, but... What we're going to talk about tonight is retrocausality, also referred to as uh, backward causation. 
Okay. This sounds really, really interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so at first, you know what it is. Um, it basically means that the future can affect the past. Okay. It's all happening. It's all happening. <laughs> we know it. You know, purge started. Now this, it times are getting better. We're going to do it. So it, 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 what it is not, it's not time travel. We're not talking about time travel here, okay? Um, when I was looking into this, they said it, time travel, uh, retrocausality does, does not explain time travel due to the thermal dynamics involved. I guess it gets really hot when you go backwards in time or something. Um, but I, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but it's not time travel. What we're talking about is that an event that occurs in the future can have an effect on something in the past. This was first kind of stumbled upon uh, on the quantum physics level, you know, mm -hmm. particles, quantum particles and stuff like that, where they started noticing that in, uh, entangled pairs, you'd separate them by long distances, but an effect on one would be reflected yep. on this other one long ways away, even possibly earlier, not at the same time. So, um, it's it, some interpretations, and, and, and I'm going to start us off here kind of at the beginning. Some interpretations of Einstein's theory of relativity, relativity led to some people, uh, you know, believing in the idea of a block universe. And that's where the past, the present, and the future all occur simultaneously. Right now, we're living in, a, in an illusion that time is only forward. That's, that, that's what we hear all the time. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. The arrow of time is, is, is what it's called. That may not be entirely true, and retrocausality helps demonstrate that. Um, so that helps support that we are linear? That we're not linear. Okay. Retrocausality says that we're not linear, Perfect. and that, it, that in fact, that things are happening all simultaneously, and things like in the future mm -hmm. can affect the things of the past. That's what we're, that's what we're talking about. Okay. Um, the discussion began, like, I guess it, it, it grew some legs in the, about in the 1950s when philosophers and uh, the philosophy of it was being discussed. Then in the 60s and the 70s, physicists began to discuss the possibilities um, of particles traveling faster than the speed of light. Um, they called them tachyons. Mm -hmm. Anybody's ever... Uh, like uh, seeing the Will Ferrell movie, uh, Land, of the Lost. Land of the Lost. He talks about Absolutely. tachyons and, then, and, yeah, and he travels to a different dimension through it. Um, if tachyons exist, they could use to be generate signals and it seemed possible to communicate with the past because when you look into the behavior of tachyons, they're traveling faster than the speed of light. In, in a certain perspective, they will appear to be um, going forward in time, but a different perspective will appear that they're going backwards in time. Aliens? I don't think it's aliens, Arnold, but I bet you aliens know all about it. Um, it all depends on your reference, okay? So um, I mentioned earlier entangled particles. They, sh they share a special relationship. Um what physicists are physicists are finding out that if you measure one of these entangled particles at a great distance, it can affect the other one. Um, there is no real good explanation for this, but that's where this retrocausality comes in. It is completely different than what our understanding of physics. Mm -hmm. It's occurring at a quantum level, and actually, it occurs at a 
at a larger level than that now too as they're expanding their experiments. Um, if this was applied to Einstein's theory of relativity, basically, it, it can't be explained. So as they were, as physicists and scientists, much smarter than myself, which I'm sure everybody viewing understands that, um, started saying, well, we can resolve that with this retro causality or backwards cause, causality uh, explanation. Um, I do have a video and it kind of demonstrates with whatever happens to one particle in the future, the effects travel back in time and can affect the first one. Now, the first video I have for us, it's a bit hokey and it's, I'll admit, a little difficult to understand, but it's going to give us a little bit of an understanding of what this means. And it's called the pigeonhole experiment. Oh, okay, Dan, I'll start it up. Oh, I thought you were running it. Oh, I can, I'm sorry. I can do no, it. <laughs> if you don't mind, sir. Not a problem. Not a. You're much better at that sort of stuff than the I am. The fact that when dealing with microscopic particles, the result of an experiment is not determined from the beginning opens the possibility that the future will influence the past. Sandu has set up an experiment to explore this curious situation. He fires batches of three electrons when Morgan into a Freeman is the narrator, you know it's legit. <laughs> That's what I hear. It has two tracks. One goes to the left, the other goes to the right, before merging again at a second fork. These two tracks are the two pigeonholes. To understand how Sandu studies what the three electrons are doing, think of them as three hat-wearing toy pigeons. That's a cute pigeon. We have three pigeons. Yeah. It's a little hokey here. Holes. That, I like that. It's an easy way to explain it. And the road to the right. At least two of them should be in the same place. Now, the road is pretty narrow. So even two pigeons being together, it's a crowd. Being a crowd, they collide. They collide with each other. Because these pigeons represent quantum particles, Sandu can't actually watch them as they travel through the two tracks. If he did, he would disrupt their movement and ruin the experiment. So he observes it in we process. We want to make sure that we do not disturb the particles. So what we have to do is to perform the experiment in the dark. However, Sandu does have a way of checking whether the pigeons have shared a track without disturbing their movement. He can wait for them to exit and see whether any of their hats have fallen off, a sure sign of a collision. As with everything in the quantum world, the results of the experiment are different every time it is run. I throw the three particles exactly in the same way. Sometimes I see hats, sometimes I do not. But one aspect of the experiment seemed to fly in the face of those quantum mechanical rules of randomness. Whenever the pigeons exit together on one side, Sandu finds they are always wearing hats. Two pigeons must have gone down the same track, and as if by magic, they did not collide. However, if instead Sandu checks on the pigeons right before the fourth, he sees something different. 
Sometimes he finds all three of them wearing their hats, and sometimes two of them have lost their hats. If I check them before the fork, there were two possibilities of events that happened earlier. Namely, hats were lost or hats were not lost. If, on the other hand, I check the pigeons only later, I see that one of these possibilities disappeared. The question is, how can my decision of either checking here or checking there make one earlier possibility? It's just like with the science experiments where, you know, people are observing the experiment, it's going to change mm -hmm. the outcome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this is. This, that's what this is all about. So this is all, this is a string <clears throat> theory in, in essence, in the double slit and everything else. Yep, right? yep, yep, yep. And we're going to talk about it. Uh, the next video I want to show quick is the quantum eraser experiment. Okay, and this is kind of, uh, we have to understand the double slit theory is when you put light waves through two slits, mm -hmm. uh, there's constructive and de uh, destructive interference and it forms a wave. They're finding on a quantum level, though, that it is, the outcomes vary depending on how they're observing and how they're measuring it. Mm -hmm. So they developed a quantum eraser experiment. It's kind of like what we just saw, but a little more in depth. Um, it'll be much better explained. We got about a three minute video here to watch, and then uh, we'll, we'll discuss. But uh, go ahead and start it up. And this is the quantum eraser experiment. Performed in 1999. This experiment made use of a very special type of crystal that absorbs an incoming photon and creates two new photons, each with half the energy of the original. These new photons are twins of each other. In fact, they're an entangled pair, so fundamentally connected in strange ways that we'll come back to. So place this crystal in front of the double slit to make coherent entangled pairs of any photons passing through. Send one of each pair off to the screen to produce our interference pattern and use the other to figure out which slit the original photon passed through. Let's focus on detectors A and B here. Detector A lights up if the original photon passed through slit A and detector B lights up for slit B. If we run this for a bunch of photons, we see that whenever detectors A or B light up, we get a simple pile of photons here at the screen no interference pattern at all. It's as though any knowledge of which way the original photon traveled stops it from acting like a wave during its passage through the slits. And crazier, this experiment was set up so that photons reach A or B after their twins reach the screen. So a photon lands on the screen according to the pattern defined by its wave function. And then later, its entangled partner reaches detector A or B and somehow retroactively influences the previous landing position. It's like the second photon is saying, whoa, 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 someone figured out which slit I came through. You better look like you came through that one too. This is amazing. And given that we only interact with one of the entangled pair, surely that means we aren't messing with the other. So we aren't ruining the interference pattern with decoherence. Could it get any weirder? This is quantum mechanics, so yeah. This extra stuff is the quantum eraser. Its job is to destroy any information about the path of the photons. These devices are beam splitters, just half-silvered mirrors. They work by allowing 50% of the photons through while reflecting the other 50%. Now, you have a new possible outcome. Instead of being reflected to detectors A or B, 
half of the photons end up in detectors C or D. But this clever arrangement ensures that if C or D light up, we have no idea which slit that photon came from. If we only look at the photons whose twins end up at detectors C or D, we do see an interference pattern. It looks like the simple act of scrambling the which way information retroactively sends the message, okay, chill, the observer lost the info of which slit we went through, it's safe to have gone through both again. Are we forced to double down on the interpretation that observation of the path causes the collapse of the wave function? And that the wave function can collapse all the way back to wherever our new knowledge extends to in the past? Some sort of retroactive reality cascade? This is a pretty... Interesting. Yeah, extremely. So that was a lot of the science and math behind it. Uh, it's a little above my pay grade, but I kind of get what they're saying. But what I want it to... It kind of makes me think, remember I talked about if you took some of your DNA and you did something to it, something to it over here that it would have reflected over here. And over here, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and when we're talking, you know, we talked about a photon level. Now they've done this with other things too, atoms and molecules and even, uh, I forget what they call it, but uh, um, 60 carbon atoms, there's a name for it, which is pretty big when you think about it, when you mm -hmm. have uh, 60 carbon atoms. Um Okay, that was the math stuff, the boring stuff. If you're still <laughs> watching, thank you, because this is where we're going to kind of get weird. Crazy, Dar crazy stuff, cra right? This is <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff. It is. Daryl Bem uh, from Cornell University, he de designed a simple test. It's a verbal memory, and it was to kind of show this retrocausality as a form of human consciousness. Okay, Um Several uh, students were given several minutes to examine a set of words, and then they were allotted extra time to practice typing out the subset of those words. When they were asked to list these as many of the words as possible, they did much better on the ones they'd seen a second time. That makes sense, right? You see two, a list twice, you tend to recall better um, the, uh, what's on that list. Um Practice can improve your recall. Of course, makes sense, right? But when it was time to run the study, Bem flipped the tasks around. Now the students had to list the words just before the extra practice started. So they were shown a list of words. They had to list as many as they could remember, but they were going to practice afterwards. Okay? He found signs of an effect. Students were better at remembering the words they would type out later. Really? So just oh by God. saying, here's a list of words, and I'm going to let you look at it for a minute or two, and then I'm going to give you a piece of paper and have you write it down. But after you're done writing it down, then we're going to go back to that list and practice typing them out. Students that had that practice in the future did better than the ones that didn't. So now you have an effect that practice in the future affecting something in the present so theoretically i guess if this went way crazy i could say i'm going to practice like hell on guitar for the next 30 years of my life and i should be able to pick up a guitar and just shred right now it doesn't quite work like that but <laughs> that would but, be nice <laughs> but he he found statistically significant results suggesting that it had an effect huh. um there uh 
uh, were similar experiments that were conducted um, where students were were determined to have their emotions primed or had an emotional reaction before they were given the stimuli. So uh, in similar experiments, a picture of something uh, pornographic they uh, or very horrible, something that they, they wanted to key on the very like basic urges and instincts of, of hu- the human makeup. And they figured, you know, like a million years ago, you know, sexual drive was probably something that was pretty primal, you know, the need to reproduce and stuff. So they was a man. Yes. <laughs> so they would have these pictures and there would be a curtain or a cover on them and they would then monitor the reactions and people were reacting to the subject of the of the picture before they were actually shown it. Okay. This gets a little crazier. Because there's evidence of retrocausality in 9-11, the 9-11 attacks, okay? Um, I have another uh, video here we're going to watch. Uh, it's, it's not very long, but we're going to watch a few minutes of it. Um, and this is uh, of um, a, de- a description of how retrocausality is apparent in 9-11. Wait, can I, wait one second. Now, does this have anything to do with global consciousness? Yes, it does. Ah, yes, thank you. Yes. yes. I've and done a lot of research yeah, on this stuff. And we're going to cool. talk about global consciousness in just a minute because I want to turn yeah. our, our viewers loose to a pretty cool website, especially the math nerds out there. There's a lot of st- stats in that Excellent. one. Excellent. That's great. But yeah, but check this out. Backward causality, Backward is, causality. Is, is one way to look at it. Or... It's a very hot topic in modern physics. Mm-hmm. There have been three conferences on retrocausality at the University of California in San Diego, mm-hmm. because not particularly stimulated by extrasensory perception research, but because of the micro level in modern physics, mm-hmm. there's more and more evidence that in certain cases, things occurring in the future can affect the past. Well, I know one of the important principles in theoretical physics is symmetry. And uh, the idea being that if time moves, or if events or particles can move forward in time, there ought to also be processes, waves or particles, that move the other direction. That's right. That, That would be required for symmetry, which seems to exist throughout the world of physics. Well, it makes us nervous because it seems to interfere with our free will. Mm -hmm. If you have a dream about something occurring, uh, does it have to happen? And my feeling about that is that you have Mm -hmm. a little bit of free will, but much less than you might imagine. I basically, as a physicist, believe in determinism. Mm -hmm. If the wheel falls off your car, it's because the nuts came loose, Mm -hmm. not because of some psychic occurrence. Now, if you dream about the wheel coming off the car, that might be stimulated by you're noticing that the nuts are loose or noticing that some are missing subconsciously. So I think that you don't have to have that experience. I think that you can use precognitive experiences of the future to avoid having the catastrophic experience that was signified by the dream. Mm And we know of an example of that. This is crazy. Where on 9-11, there were four airplanes that were brought down or crashed as a result of the terrorists. Hijacked airplanes. Hijacked airplanes. And all of those planes had half or fewer 
of the normal capacity of passengers. And, and that's one example of several others we could cite, parapsychologists. Uh, how about them getting calls not to fly that day? Mm-hmm. So, that. <laughs> yep, and well, that too. But um, you know, that doesn't uh, you know explain the average Joe. They weren't you know the average Joe wasn't getting calls not to fly. That there was day. a lot of many people I think that were higher up. Yeah, the higher up folks and stuff. But um, and and the what, dream thing though, like you, this happens. I think at night you have you like your day is planned out in the dream state before you go out go out and do it yeah. and so it's picking up on that stuff he made another mention too outside of 911 that there are multiple uh train wrecks and horrible accidents where the same sort of thing happened where like a train crashes in rush hour and people decided not to get on the plane for whatever reason as well um what this suggests, you know, is the retro causality is that there's, you know, events that are occurring in the future that people may not fully understand them, but they, they act on them. Um, and I don't, don't necessarily need to debate on every passenger that didn't make the 9-11 <laughs> flights or anything like that. Um, but pretty, pretty interesting that um, that correlation can be made and now you know maybe there is you know some other influences in there but um this gentleman uh you know is attempting to demonstrate you know esp or whatever you know um through physics now and dusty you had visions of well you're getting that car crash down here was it by a truck yeah 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 that so, still hasn't occurred yet though. no no it hasn't <laughs> but i gotta be honest I, I i felt like i was really there so the the next day of course i drove extremely slow and you know, I was really yeah. quite, you know, yep. don't want to do that. Well, and that's thing. a debate too. Now, if you get a signal from the future of an event, can you do something in the present to avoid it? Mm -hmm. And, I do, hope so, you know, I do you really get a butterfly effect right. thing or something like right. that going on? You know, who knows? But, you know, that this is so new to science and, you know, it's been discussed, uh, you know, like in, consciousness in general has been discussed for thousands of years, you know, by sages and gurus and stuff like that. But now, you know, science is finally catching up, you know, 5,000 years later and starting to attempt to explain it. Um, for the viewers out there, um, and Dusty, you mentioned this earlier, does this have anything to do about global consciousness? It absolutely does. Mm -hmm. And there is a website. Uh, it's the Nosphere. Uh, it's a Princeton.edu or the Global Consciousness Project. And I'm not going to do it justice to explain it mm -hmm. very well, but this is out of Princeton University. And they've got about, seven, I think, 70 sites of what they call eggs, which is random number generators. And, you know, random number generators should spit out numbers randomly. Well, what they're discovering is that in areas where significant events happen, the, the, suddenly these random number generators start being not so random anymore. And um, I see Daniel's got the site pulled up here. There is some crazy stuff. Go ahead and scroll down a little bit. And if, for those math uh, geeks, um, you can uh, look at, click on the bottom line link there. Nope. No. Oh, shoot. The one that, that's I thought a, you meant yeah, the, last the, the, line. The, the, no, the one that says bottom line. <laughs> um, and scroll up. And so if you, if you like data, here are all of the different events that they've been tracking for, uh, I think this uh, shows 15 years of data. Holy cow, that is a long list. 
Yeah, when I did the, uh, I was actually on here because I was doing some, re- you know, just fun reading, I guess. And they were talking about the uh, the upswing of data when it was New Year's, mm-hmm. um, Christmas, and then 9-11, and then some other, th- oh, earthquake, I think, in, yep. in some other places like that. Okay, so, Red. Yeah, and this is where you need to you have your PhD in physics to really get into it. But I just wanted to demonstrate that the, the, uh, the Global Consciousness Project has got all of these events traced and tracked and determined and they're coming out saying wow you know 15 minutes before the 9-11 we saw a spike in our in mm-hmm. our random number number generators that weren't doing what they were expected and they they think that is because it was such a widely affected event that you know it wasn't just americans that died that day you know it was people from i don't know how many countries dozens of countries probably that died and so it, it and it and it uh, thanks, Arnold. Uh, affected the the the, the globe uh, mm-hmm. consciously. What I really think that you know, what I'm taking away from this, and yeah, it's it's not necessarily mathematically proven. Although the quantum physicists are finding some really interesting stuff that has blown their mind. I think you know, as a whole, we need to realize that you know, unified, not unified thinking, but openness and you know love of people and positive thoughts can really affect well david change. david wilcock talks about if they ever global group does that meditation yes you can bring down crime yes yes absolutely and this is this is tailored right to you know to that and now we're getting a little bit of science based behind it and so it's 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 one of these things that's a little disheartening because how are you going to get everybody to do it but it yeah. provides hope because you know you hear people say, you know, you be the change you want to see. And so many people aren't the change they want to see. You know, they, you know, we can see this in day-to-day lives, right? Right down to the person on the street, the people at work and look up, look at like, like the, the business leaders, the, the, the elite, the politicians, the people controlling the politicians. If we can all just get on the, uh, on the same page, we can have a better life for everyone. We can affect some positive, good change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe even get to this new earth we talk about. Maybe we, maybe the second new earth or the third new earth, whatever, because we're we're moving around the galaxy now, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I like I said, there was so much to comprehend. And, I, you know, looking at there's, you know, do a Google search, go to YouTube. There's so much great information. This is really cutting edge science that we're talking about here that is, Kind of starting to explain some paranormal stuff, starting to, you know, provide us with a roadmap of how to make things better, you know, and maybe it expands past the earth. Maybe it goes out, you know, universally. Let's let's try it. Let's do it. Did this have anything to do with uh, we're living in a simulation? Did you see anything on that at all? Oh, uh, yeah, there was some talks mm-hmm. about that, because what if we're like the entangled pair somewhere else being affected upon in the future by something else? Um it goes into a lot of different areas, and, and actually, through retrocausality, I, I I let in saying this is not time travel. There are some people attempting to make that correlation. I didn't find it, you know, at least initially, to be that sound. So I didn't I didn't want to try to bring that into it. But there's some great information. I encourage everybody to look at it because, uh, you know, folks, this is one of those things that people have t- told us our whole lives doesn't can't happen, doesn't exist, it isn't real, and it's starting to be proven. And if who cares if the math shows it doesn't mean it's not real. And if it's real, what does it hurt to to try it and to be receptive of that and to 
move forward with that mindset, mm-hmm. it's only going to make things better. Oh, yeah. We're all working for the common good, and we all We're trying to. Yeah, yeah right. Absolutely. Well, we, at least we, we hope so, right? Uh, so that's what I got. Lauren, um, I'm not sure if uh, I hate you right now or what, <laughs> but it was I, it was interesting. I hope I did your topic justice. Would lo- I would love to hear about your thoughts about it in the, the, the comments. Let me know what you think. And uh, this is Talk is Cheap. Have a great night, everyone. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.